God of our salvation. I know I already preached on Easter and the Passover and how Easter is a pagan holiday. And in my Passover message, uh, all you see in the comments, the criticisms, or I don't know if they're criticisms or critiques, but people keep saying, Easter is a pagan holiday. Easter is pagan, Leo, and Esther, and the God Esther, and all these, you know, fertility, and all these different pagan uh, um, um, understandings of the holiday Easter. And these are things that I'm aware of and that I have heard of and read about and researched. But I want to emphasize again, going a little bit deeper, because I believe that this is more important. It is more important when you Google Easter in Spain hoods. I want you to comment what you see below. And maybe I'll put some more pictures up to show what we already kind of went over. But when you Google Easter in Spain, hoods h-o-o-d-s right look at what comes up look at what comes up right why is it always about you this is what i want to say when i want to go deeper why in every holiday every conspiracy theory everything that's hidden from us somehow when it all comes to light and you find out about it it's about you if you google christmas in the netherlands you get a uh, slaves christmas in the Netherlands, slaves. You get very similar pictures. You get very similar pictures. So these are their holidays, their holy days. These are the origins of these holidays, of these holy days in regards to the current Western societies that we live in today. These are the origins. We can go back to the uh, ancient Kemetic uh, in Egypt and Rome, but I'm talking about the origins of the Western societies that we live in currently today, the Britons, the Frances, and the Netherlands, and the Americas. I'm talking about these are the origins here. And somehow, some way, every single time, it always comes back to you, Romans 11 and 11. Again, I ask, did they stumble so far beyond recovery? Not at all. Rather, because of their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Wow. Rather, because of their salvation, uh, listen to this, rather because of their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Listen to this, to make Israel envious. So now salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. Hmm. But if their transgressions means riches for the world, also salvation is riches. Because it says salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. And then it goes on the next line and said, but if their transgression means riches for the world, is Britain not rich? Is America not rich? Is every nation that consider themselves a Gentile nation not rich, not wealthy, right? But if their transgression mean riches for the world and their loss, listen, this mean riches for the Gentiles. Hmm. So the Israelites at this very time in the world is not supposed to have riches. They're supposed to be at loss. Oh, God help me. How much greater riches will their full inclusion bring? God of our salvation. God of our salvation. God of our 
salvation. It's not just in the sky. It's not just some misty-eyed, far-off future to dream about. Salvation is going to happen here on earth. Every time you hear people talking about it, it's just something that's going to happen one day in the hereafter, in the afterlife. Salvation is coming one day. You'll get it one day. Don't worry. Just keep on praying every Sunday, praying for the same thing. Just keep on praying for some kind of peace or redemption every single Sunday after Sunday, every single night after night. Just keep praying. It'll come when you die in the afterlife. But that is not what God is talking about. God is talking about salvation here on earth. Baruch 4.29. For he hath brought these plagues upon you. Shall Listen to this. Shall also bring you an everlasting joy with your salvation. Mm -mm -mm. For he that has brought these plagues on you, <laughs> generational curses, uh, being in poverty, uh, your whole, your, uh, your grandmother was in poverty, her, uh, uh, her daughter was in poverty, uh, her daughter, which is, part, which is your mama, and she in poverty. Your great-great-grandfather was in poverty. Your father was in poverty. Now you in poverty. Being in poverty from generation to generation is a curse. Living in crime-infested neighborhoods from generation to generation is a curse. Being shot by the police from generation to generation. That's a curse. Right? Oh, God, help me. But God said that he that brought these curses upon you, he that brought these plagues on you shall bring you an everlasting joy with your salvation. God of our salvation. The Christians would have you just dreaming about the afterlife, as I said, right? They just have you said, oh, it's going to come. It's going to come in the afterlife and after death, but not here on earth. God of our salvation. Then say, save us. Chronicles, first uh, Chronicles 16, 35. Then say, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather us and deliver us from the nations to give thanks to your holy name and glory to your praise. Mm -mm -mm. Save us. You often hear people say that I am saved. Save us and gather us from the nations. Mm. Save from what? Save us and gather us from the nations. I keep hitting this part because it is to me, it, it should be an eye opening uh, revelation for you when you hear this message to be saved is to actually be saved from something. It's not something that you just heard your grandmother or your mother or your great grandmother and them just walking around saying that I'm saved. Or you hear the Christian women and the Christian men today say that they are saved. They're not saved. To be saved is to be saved, right? This is why the scripture says, save us. Oh, listen to this. Save us, O God of our salvation, and gather us and deliver us from the nation. Oh, I'm delivered. Oh, I'm delivered. Oh, I'm saved. Oh, I'm delivered. No, you're not saved. And no, you're not delivered. You're saved and you're delivered when you're actually saved and you're actually delivered. The Savior of the world is coming for those who need to be saved. The Deliverer coming from Zion is coming to deliver those in a position who need to be delivered. Oh, they better hear this. Y'all better hear this. Oh, God, help me. And gather us from the nations. Which nations are these people in? that they need to be gathered out of because it says save us and gather us from the nation so if a salvation is coming again 
So where are they going to get gathered from this time? The first time they got gathered from Egypt, right? They were, uh, they, they had a salvation from Egypt. They were saved from the Egyptians, from the Americans. They don't want this, right? From the Romans. Now, this second time they are saved, how are they going to be saved and where are they going to be gathered from? The book of Jubilees 1 and 12. And I will hide my face from them and I will gather them into the hand of the Gentiles for captivity. Okay. So I'm going to hide my face from them. God's people. God said from his people, he's going to hide his face from them. And he's going to gather them. Uh, listen to this. What he said. And I'm going to deliver them into the hand of the Gentiles. So he's going to turn away from them. No longer they're going to have God's spirit. No longer are they going to have God's divinity. No longer are they going to have God's favor and his power. And they're going to be delivered over into the hand of the Gentiles for captivity. Let's continue. And for prey and for devouring. <laughs> Listen, you in captivity. You being preyed upon every single day by the police, by the corporate media. You being pay preyed upon every single day by the hip hop music record labels, by your employers, <laughs> by the uh, taskmasters of America, of Britain and of France, right? You being devoured every day by the police, by this nation, by, by debt, by everything that they have laid upon you. Oh, they don't want this, right? Listen to this. And I will remove them from the midst of the land. Oh, okay. So God's people is going to be removed or were removed from the midst of the land. So they don't live in Israel no more. Listen to what he's going to do. And I'm going to scatter them amongst the Gentiles. Oh, so God's people is currently in these last days living and scattered amongst the Gentiles. This is so easy that a baby could read this and understand it. But we got to keep going through it slow after slow, verse after verse, to show you who God's chosen people truly are and where they're truly living at. And remember, the Bible says in the book of the law that those who bless us, he will also bless. So, and those who curse us, he will also curse. So you wait a minute and you see real quick who's going to be blessed and who's going to be cursed. But let me continue because... He said that I'm going to scatter them amongst the Gentiles. And we have went over this before, but who are the Gentiles? Genesis, if you start at Genesis 1, Genesis 10 and 1, it says that the sons of Japheth, I'm going to paraphrase, are Gomer, Magog, wow, Gog and Magog. Y'all heard of that before, right? So the sons of Japheth are Gomer, Magog, Javon, right? Let's jump down. And the sons of Gomer are Ashkenaz. And the sons of Javan <laughs> are Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodan. And if you look up Kittim or Chittim, this is what I was just reading for you guys in um, Jasher 73 about Hannibal. How Hannibal went and fought Chittim, which was the Italians or the Sicilians or Rome. How he conquered them. So we were just talking about this in Jasher. I think it's Jasher 73 and 5 where it talks about Hannibal. And how he conquered it. And this is in your history books, but they didn't tell you that it came from the Bible, Hannibal. So Kittim is the Romans. Ashkenaz, there's a people walking around on the world stage everywhere you go in the world saying that they Ashkenazi Jews. So it's sitting here right now that's saying that right here in the Bible that the sons of Japheth, the Ashkenazi come from the son of Japheth. Oh God. And if you go to Genesis 10 and 5 and jump down, it says, by these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their land, everyone after his tongue, after his families and in their nations. God of our salvation. So these were the isles of the Gentiles. So the Romans are Gentiles. So the Americans are Gentiles. So the Britons are Gentiles. So the French are Gentiles. So the Dutch 
are Gentiles, right? I mean, just, just tell me if I'm right about this or not, right? And then the scripture says in Jubilee 1 and 12 that I'm going to scatter them amongst the Gentiles. Well, who was scattered amongst the Gentiles? This is so easy that a baby could understand this. We can go teach this to somebody in fifth grade and they say, well, wait, they're, they're the slave ships, they went on ships into the, all the nations of the Gentiles. A baby could read this and understand it, but we got to keep going over and over and over again, over and over and over. So Moses spoke of salvation. Moses spoke of the children of Israel being uh, saved from the Egyptian, having a salvation. And just like I told you before, just like there was a salvation before, there's going to be a salvation again. Exodus 14 and 13. And Moses said unto the people, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show unto you today for the Americans. I'm sorry, for the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see them again no more forever. For the Britons who you see today, for the Frenchmen, for the Italians which you see today, you shall see them again no more. They don't want this real word. And Moses said unto the people, fear not, stand still and see. Oh, okay. So salvation is something I can see. So salvation isn't just something that's off in the hereafter that we're never going to, uh, you know, that we're never going to attain or see, just in the afterlife. That's it. Then you'll get your salvation. The streets painted with gold, but you will get that one day, but not today. Why they live in Beverly Hills? All right. Why they live in Calabasas? Why they, they, they tell you, have you ever heard a white pastor describe heaven? I've, told, I've said this to some of y'all before, but have you ever heard a white pastor describe heaven? It literally sounds like their neighborhoods today. Oh, there will be no crime, right? And it'll be America first on every... <laughs> And America be the preeminent, preeminent country in the world, right? There'll be no crime in no neighborhood. And the police will be respected and honored, right? And everyone will have a nice size house and, <laughs> and we'll have nice cars. And you know what I'm saying? We all own a business and we will be the preeminent people on the planet. It sounds like your position today. It sounds like your position today because we sure ain't living like that. You go into the hood in any neighborhood and the streets ain't painted with gold. The crime infested through the roof. The, pol the police killing us and shooting us and we shooting and killing each other. Right? Mm-mm-mm. So you will be saved. You will be saved. See. You will see the salvation of the Lord right here on earth. God of our salvation. A glory is coming to you. An everlasting, oh God, an everlasting brightness, he said, is coming to you. The Bible says that the world will see, meaning that with their eyes are salvation. Oftentimes, like I said, when you hear about salvation, it's all about the afterlife and death. And this is why you've often heard me talk about two salvations. I actually did a video called Prophecy Verse Salvation, or you can call it two different salvations. And obviously there's the salvation of you having your sins forgiven once you die, because we all have to die. So once you die, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to be thrown into the eternal abyss, the eternal darkness, the eternal emptiness, and burn forever. As it says in the book of Enoch, I think it's 103, but as it says in the book of Enoch, how you be going to this eternal um, darkness, this eternal nothing and then burn forever you know the wicked that's where they will go but 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 the righteous spirits will be saved the elect the righteous uh, righteous spirits uh, will have salvation so there's obviously that salvation in Christ is your sacrificial lamb because you already did sin I didn't already sin so we need something to sacrifice for our sins so that we can have this eternity oh uh, first Peter 1 and 9 receiving the end of your faith even the salvation of your souls so having your soul to have salvation. First Peter, that's first Peter uh, one and nine, and then Hebrews five and nine, and being made perfect, 
he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. So there's an eternal salvation, uh, everlasting salvation uh, of your soul, of the afterlife. There's something coming after death. And this is what you mostly hear them all preach on it and, and, and speak about. But then there's also a salvation before death, a current life, a prophesied salvation that happened right here on earth. Hebrews 1 and 14. And they are not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. So you're going to receive something. You're going to be delivered from something, delivered to something. Oh, this is good. This is good. The definition of salvation, we talked about this before, but the definition of salvation is to be uh, delivered from harm, ruin, or loss, or preservation from harm, ruin, or or lost and in both salvations the after death and the one that's to happen here on currently on earth you are going to be delivered from harm ruin or loss oh this is good so the second salvation or the second death salvation you're delivered from death right you're delivered from death because you deserve death because you sinned right uh romans 6 and 23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life. Listen to this in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's the second salvation. That's after life. That's after you die. That's what they preaching in all the hoods of America, all over the world. Is this second life, this second salvation, this, this afterlife salvation. Every church, every Sunday when you go to the hood uh, and you go to church, every Sunday they're going to preach to you about a, a salvation, about reparations, about a redemption that's coming in the hereafter. And then you go over to the white neighborhood and they talking about getting salvation today. They talking about what they finna have right now here on earth. Right, right, but they talking about for you. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's take it. Let, let's take it from another country. Let's let's go to let's go ramshack Kenya this time. Let's ramshack Libya this time. Let's ramshack uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. Let's steal all the natural resources around the world. They talking about having uh, uh, riches and glory right now, and you talking about when you die, you gonna have something, right? At least that's what your pastor's talking about, right? So there's a second. There's a there, there's that salvation, but then there's a first salvation. The thousand year reign with Christ. What is that supposed to be? Right? That thousand year reign with Christ. When Christ comes and destroys the nation, then he reigns for a thousand years. Well, that's for salvation, ain't it? Right? So that, that, that's being saved from harm, ruin, and loss. Well, some of us are being saved from harm, ruin, and loss. What have you been harmed with? What have you been ruined with? And what have you lost? <laughs> Did you lose a nation <laughs> where your ancestors dragged? No shit. That's okay. They don't want this, right? They don't want this. Did y'all lose a country? Did y'all lose dominion and power? Did you lose your status in the world to be for 400 years the downtrodden and the tail and not the head? Oh, this ain't nothing. <laughs> so, so there's a salvation coming. In a thousand year reign with Christ That's a salvation that's going to happen Christ is coming to save a people To deliver a people and to let them reign And rule a thousand years Revelations 10, no, I mean 5 and 10 And they shall be kings and priests Unto the Lord thy God and they shall reign And rule, right? Oh God help me uh, Wisdom of Solomon 5 and 2, listen to this When they see it They shall be troubled with fear Oh my goodness, and shall be amazed At the strangeness of his salvation. This is Wisdom of Solomon 5 and 2. This is an apocrypha. When they see it, they shall be troubled with fear mm -mm -mm. and terrible fear and shall be amazed at the strangeness of his salvation. So far beyond anything they had looked for. Oh, this is good. 
and they repenting because they're going to repent this. Oh my God. They're going to repent it and groaning for anguish of spirit shall say within themselves, this was he whom we had sometimes in derosion, a proverb and a reproach. A proverb is what they have called you, what they have named you. Nigga, African, Jamaican, uh, 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 black American, African American, uh, all the names they have given you, Negro, uh, uh, colored, a proverb, just giving you a name and a reproach, right? You're a reproach, you're nothing. You don't mean nothing. Look at you twerking online, right? You homeless everywhere. You in all the jail cells, you're a criminal. Uh, what, what, uh, 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 you're a predator, a super predator. Uh, Hillary Clinton, them, they call us a super predators, right? We nothing, right? We, we, we criminals. We nothing. We are reproach, right? No one regards us as anything. You walk inside the Louis Vuitton store, they follow you around the store. You are reproach. They don't, huh? No, he gonna steal some. You are reproach. You have a negative image and view of you in the world, right? Continuing in Wisdom Solomon four and four. Listen to what the Bible says. <laughs> we were fools. We accounted his life as madness, meaning that his life didn't even matter. Remember how when they put they, uh, 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 the foot on George Floyd's neck and the fact that there's people in the world. Listen, how, look how many. Uh, police on black shootings there have been, right? Thousands on videotape, right? On videotape, all the way back to Rodney King, even before that, we even some ones we didn't even seen. Oh, but look at the ones we didn't seen on tape. And thinking about, think about the millions upon millions of people who sided with the police. Is they, they that's because they accounted our lives as madness, meaning our lives are worthless. Right. If there was a Chinese man right there, they would think differently. If there was a Jewish man right there under that cop being with his foot on his neck, they would have they would think differently because his life is accounted as more valued than your life. So they don't look at your life like it has no value. But see, if there had been, like I said, a Jewish man under there, they would say, oh, man, well, well he could have let him go. He should have just get let got get up off of him. Right. But there's been thousands of, of shootings like that. If there have been thousands of shootings of a, of a Jewish man, imagine that a police officer killing on tape. Thousands of Jewish people wearing a little thing on their head. Imagine that. Imagine how they would feel that the view they would have of the police department. But they don't have that same. Even if the Jewish people were wrong. Let's say even if they were wrong in all the shootings. Like they say we were wrong. Even if they was wrong, they would still have a different view of it. You understand? But your life they account, as the Bible says, as madness. Listen to this. And his end to be without honor. They say you don't have no honor. No integrity. This is how they feel about you eternally in their hearts. Mm-mm-mm. Melissa would have said, how is he numbered among the children of God? And his lot is among the saints. God of our salvation. So there's two salvations, right? There's one in heaven and there's one on earth. Zephaniah 3 and 19. Behold, at that time, I will undo all that afflict thee. And I will save her that halted and gathered her that was driven out. Oh, so she was been driven out. So Israel's been driven out. And I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. In every land where you have been put to shame, I'm going to give you praise and fame. Praise and fame. Like I told you how they follow you around the Louis, Louis Vuitton store. When God comes bestow what he's about to bestow on you. And you are the rulers and the, and the kings and the priests upon this earth. When you walk into the store, they're going to run up to you. He's going to change even the, the, the image. You're going to have praise and fame. 
They're going to run to you like because they're going to know you got the riches and the glory. They're going to run to you for you to buy something from them. They're going to want you. They're going to they gonna want you in their stores. They're going to uh, uh, hope and pray that you move to their neighborhoods. You see what I'm saying? Right now, that you move to one of their neighborhoods, move next door to them. Oh, man. Oh, there goes the neighborhood, right? But now, but when God bestow what he's about to bestow onto you, they're going to pray and hope and wish that you be next door. Oh, they don't hear what I'm saying. He's going to bestow honor and glory onto you. Love and adoration onto you. Reparations and restorations onto you. Justice and retribution he's going to restore onto you. There's an after death and an afterlife salvation. We can get into that in many scriptures. Uh, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but uh, to save the world through him. There's many, many scriptures on the salvation after death, Revelations 12 and 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation. I heard a loud voice saying where? In heaven. Now is come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. The accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. So there's a salvation after death. There's a salvation in the afterlife. And Lord knows I want to receive that salvation. And Lord knows I pray for that salvation every day and every night. But I mostly pray to see our salvation here on earth. I'm not praying for the hereafter. I'm not praying to see heaven just in heaven. I'm praying to see heaven here on earth. I want to see our fortunes bestowed before, listen, listen to this, restored before our very eyes. I want to see righteous, look, the righteous, and uh, I want to see the righteous uh, rule and reign. So after God delivered our ancestors, oh God, help me. I want to see the righteous rule and reign. I want to see the righteous rule and rain. So after God delivered our ancestors in Egypt, stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord, as Moses said. So after God delivered them out of Egypt, giving them their salvation, and I'm telling you that another salvation, another miracle event like that is about to occur in these last days, which delivers a people from a place gathers a people from all nations as the scripture says and gives them salvation again stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord I'm telling you that what was prophesied then as they say the Old Testament is a shadow of the New Testament or the things that happened then is a shadow of the things that are to come I'm telling you right now here in the last days we're about to see another salvation again and this time it's for you it's for you but listen and look what happened after God delivered them from Egypt, and then look what God prophesied would happen after. Oh, this is going to be so good. Listen to this. The book of Jubilees 1, and I'm going to start at 8. And thus it will come to pass when all these things come upon them. Listen to this. That they will recognize that I am more righteous than they in all their judgments and in all their actions. And they will recognize that I have truly been with them. Listen to this. This is going to get good. And do thou write for thyself all these words which I declare unto thee this day. For I know the rebellion in their stiff neck. This is talking about us. 
We leave Egypt. God has given us salvation. He's going to take us into our own homeland, our promised land. And now he is saying, listen to this, for I know their rebellion and their stiff-neckedness, right? We're stubborn, stiff-necked people. We are black people. Before I bring them into the land of which I swear to their fathers, to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, unto your seed will I give the land flowing with milk and honey. So he's going to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. And they will eat and be satisfied. Listen to this. And then they will turn to strange gods. Wait, what? So they're going to eat and be satisfied. I'm going to give them I'm going to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to give them riches and glory. Right? And then they're going to eat and be satisfied. Their life is going to be good. And then they're going to turn to strange gods. To gods which cannot deliver them from all of the tribulation. So I delivered them from tribulation just like I'm about to deliver you again from tribulation. Right now in Egypt, in the Egypt you're living in right now, right? In the captivity you live in right now in America and Britain and scattered throughout the whole world, right on ships in these Egypt and captivities you live in right now, you serve other gods this cannot deliver you from the tribulations or from the conditions that you're in right now. If you think about it, we serve money. We serve real estate. We serve credit repair. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Right? We, we serve everything except the God that can deliver us from our situation. If you go look at any of these Christians, these black Christians pages, right? Or these Christians like, you know, they Facebooks or they YouTube or whatever they got going on. They always try to talk about something that, that, that they have came up with to deliver us from the generational curses that God placed on us. And this is the new thing that they want us to worship or to adhere to or to follow after that they believe can deliver us from the generational curses. But the only thing that can deliver us from the generational curses is God, not these guys that can't deliver us from the tribulation. Oh, I got to hurry up with this. Listen to this. And this witness shall be heard of a witness against them, for they will forget all my commandments. They will forget them, even all that I command them, and they will walk after the Gentiles. Wait a minute. They will walk after the Gentiles. How can we walk after the Gentiles? Oh, so we're going to be in the same land as the Gentiles. So we're going to forget his commandments and do what the Gentiles do. <laughs> I didn't want to get at this, but outside of my house, on Easter, right on the on the block I live on, right it's it's, it's different houses. A bunch of black people that live in different houses, and uh, <laughs> on on Easter it was so many houses, cars outside their house. I'm talking about like it was Black History Month. They outside celebrating, following after the same ordinances, commands, laws, and holidays as the Gentiles. They do everything. We do everything that the Gentiles do. We love the Gentiles. We follow after them. Let me, let me continue. After their uncleanness and after their shame and will serve their gods and these will prove unto them an offense and a tribulation and an affliction and a snare. So following after them and, and, and not following God's laws is going to prove to be an offense, going to put us in tribulation affliction and it's a snare for us getting us caught up doing what they do i want to marry like they marry that's why they mad at me about the marriage uh, about the, uh, the laws on marriage i want to marry like they marry i want to be in a white dress i want to jump the broom i want to throw the rice you want to do everything that they do you want to look like them you want your husband to act like them you didn't see the video oh man I'm, I'm going on a rant i'm going on a rant Oh, also, this is the book of Jubilees. I, I don't even know if this, this is found in the Apocrypha, but if you don't have a version of it, I can send you the uh, online version of this book of Jubilees, right? And, and, I'm, and I'm reading in book of Jubilees 1, and, I and I've started at, at 8. 
and I'm at 12 now and I'm finna go to 13. Mm -mm -mm. So listen to this. And many will perish and they will be taken captive. Listen to this. And will fall into the hands of the enemy because they have forsaken my ordinances and my commands and the festivals of my covenant. So they have forsaken my ordinances, meaning my customs, my traditions, my ideals, my principles, not America's. Oh, America says that we can, uh, a man can marry a man. And America says that we can uh, always tell people, always writing and commenting, telling me what America said we can do. God said that the reason you're in captive and you have fallen into the hands of your enemies is because you have forsaken his ordinances. His commands, listen to this, and the festivals, meaning the holidays, the holy days of his covenant. God, I can't wait to show y'all what I'm going to do next. I can't wait to talk about, because uh, uh, I'm going to start my own camp real soon. I can't wait to show y'all what I'm about to do next. As a matter of fact, I can tell, I'm going to call it commandment law keepers. That's what we're going to call it. Commandment law keepers. Now, there was a group called Commandment law keepers a long, a long time ago here in America. And that's where a lot of these groups come, kind of stem from. And I'm about to bring that back because the truth is we need God's laws. You see all these groups preaching and teaching and whatever about the, about the Lord and telling us who we are. And that is great. But how many of them actually focus tremendously on God's laws, commandments, and statutes and ensuring that that's all they follow. You can go find some of them and I guarantee you follow them back to their lifestyle. They do not follow God's laws, commandments, and statutes and you can see a person by the way they upright and hold themselves if they adhere themselves to God's laws, commandments, and statutes all day, all night if that's all they do. But that's a whole other subject. The point is we have fallen into the hands of the enemy. We have been taken captive and we are perishing in all these lands that we are in because we are not following his ordinances, his commands and his festivals. And this goes for me, too. And this is why we're going to name the group this. This is why we're going to call the camp this. So it, it, so look, look, you call it something that y'all all, all got to follow after that we all have to follow. Right? So if you name it something, then that, that's what it is. Ain't no ain't nobody in charge. But the, the commandments. God is in charge. Right. OK. And listen to this. <laughs> oh, this is good. Let's continue. So they, they have forsaken my, my ordinances, my commands, the festivals of my covenants, my Sabbath, my holy place, and I have hollowed myself in their midst. And my tabernacle and my sanctuary, which I have hollowed myself in their midst, that I should set my name upon it and it should be dwell, dwell therein. Listen to this. And they will make to themselves high places and groves and graven image. And they will worship each his own graven image so as to go astray. Do you hear this? They will make to themselves high places. So you already fallen after the ways of the Gentiles, right? And now you're going to make to yourself high places, right? Or you uh, like things for you to exalt yourself in your houses or your cars, right? Uh, and then it says each is going to worship his own graven image. Uh, have you seen Instagram, right? Are we not the people who worship ourselves more than anything? Have you seen black people on their birthdays? I hear people talking about it's my birthday month. What? <laughs> right? It's my birthday. My, it's my birthday week. We worship our own graven image, right? Look at our Instagram, just a bunch of pictures of ourselves, right? Look at our house, a bunch of pictures of ourselves, right? We worship our own graven image and we go astray doing that. And they sacrifice their children to demons. I ain't got time to get into that. And to all works of error in their hearts. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm continue going. 
and I will send unto them witnesses. This is God still talking to our people, talking to Moses specifically about our people. He just delivered them from Egypt and he's telling them that they're going to go into the promised land. And then he's telling them this is what's about to happen after they've went into the promised land. Right. So they're going to go into the promised land. Then they're going to do all this evil stuff. Right. And then this is how their lives are going to go from there. I'm going to send them into captive into the nations of the Gentiles and they're going to follow the ways of the Gentiles. Right. He said, I'm going to send to them witnesses. Look at this next verse of 16. I'm going to send with them to them witnesses and that I may witness against them, but they will not hear. So didn't God send them witnesses? Who are the witnesses? Jeremiah, Ezra, Obadiah. God sent them witnesses, prophets, people to try to bring them back on track. Prophet Joel and all the others. People to try to bring them back on track. Our people, our ancestors, right? And even today, he's one of the witnesses. Maybe I'm one of those witnesses that he sent today. People to try to bring us back on track, to get us back to following his laws, commandments, and statutes. But it says that we will not hear and we will slay the witnesses. Oh, they say they're going to slay the witnesses, but y'all better not run up on me. <laughs> we talk about that some other time. And they will persecute those who seek the law. Oh, so our people persecute those who seek the law. Wow. So I tell y'all to follow God's 613 laws and then y'all persecute me and say, no, no, no. I can go listen to Joel Osteen and T.D. Jakes and I can be a Christian and I can do whatever I want. I am no longer under the law. I no longer have any standards or any rules that I have to follow. I can do anything. There's no judgment on me. I, if I'm gay, I'm gay. If I want to sleep with my cousin, I can sleep with my cousin. I can sleep with my mama. I can do it. I can eat shrimp. I can eat pork. I can eat crab. I can do anything I want at any time. I can murder someone. I can do anything I want. I'm a Christian. Right? Right? And anybody that tries to tell you, no, 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 you have to seek the laws. So anything that's in the laws, you can't, you have to follow the strict adherence to the law. This is where you have, how you have to live your life. They persecute them. And they will abridge and change everything, um, ab um, abrogate and change everything so as to do work evil before my eyes. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. And I shall hide my face from them. So God is saying, I'm going to hide my face from them. Look at this. And I shall deliver them into the hands of the Gentiles for captivity. Oh, wait a minute. So he going to have witnesses that he sent to them, the prophets, right? So he going to send prophets, prophet after prophet to them, right? Uh, I mean, so I mean, I'm sorry. So he's going to send them into the land of, uh, they're going to leave Egypt. They left Egypt. He's going to send them into the promised land, Israel. They're going to even be satisfied in Israel, which we were. When we got in there, we was going to start doing all kinds of evil and sin, right? And because of that evil and sin, he's going to send us witnesses to try to get us back on track. And then after those witnesses, he sent us witness after witness. We didn't want to listen. So then let's see what he did. And so now I'm going to hide my face from them. Now I'm going to take my spirit from them. Now I'm about to take my favor from them. And I shall deliver them into the hand of the Gentiles for captivity. Did I not give y'all who the Gentiles was? Okay. And for prey and for devouring. And I shall remove them from the midst of the land. Oh, they're going to be removed from the Holy Land, from Israel. So the Israelites do not live in Israel. They have been removed according to the scripture. And I will scatter them amongst the Gentiles. So they were scattered into all the Gentile nations. Mm -mm -mm. And they will forget my law. Oh, we've forgotten his law and my commandments and all my judgments and will go astray as to new moons, Sabbaths, and festivals, jubilees, and ordinances. Is this not literally our current condition right now? We have forgotten his laws. We don't know his commandments. 
Right? His judgments. Right? Mm -mm -mm. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. And after this, they will turn to me. Because right now we're starting to turn. <laughs> we're starting to wake up. And right now we're starting to wake up. We're starting to turn. Because after this, we finna turn. And after this, they will turn to me. In all uprighteousness, in all uprightness, and with all their heart and with all their soul. Listen, I shall, God, I, the Lord, Elohim, Yahuwah, I shall circumcise the foreskin of their heart and the foreskin of their soul of their seed. And I shall create in them a holy spirit. Oh, this is so good. And I shall cleanse them so that they shall not turn away from me from that day into eternity. And their souls will cleave to me and to my commandments and they will fulfill my commandments and I shall be their father and they, and, and they will be my children. Hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Mm -mm -mm. And I shall circumcise the foreskin of their heart and the foreskin of their seed and I shall create in them a holy spirit. Hmm. Acts 2 and 17, Joel, Joel 2 and 28 says that he's going to pour out his spirit on us. I also believe it's also in Isaiah... I think it's 35 and 10 where it says that the spirit that we're waiting for the spirit to be poured on us from on high. And then if you go look at the book of Hebrews, right? <laughs> I don't have the uh, scripture on the top of my head. I think it's 10 and 10 might be six and six too. But the book of Hebrews says that in the last days, the new covenant, what the new covenant is, is when God sears his laws on our hearts and in our minds. So in our spirit. The Holy Spirit. So not also right now you see us twerking online. Right now you see us shooting and killing each other. Right now you see us as a despicable people and a dishonorable people. But God is going to put his spirit on our hearts and in our minds. Literally, he's going to supernaturally do this. <laughs> that's why I said, that's why I keep reading for y'all where it said that, that one of us, from one of us, a thousand fled. From two of us, ten thousand fled. That's why I keep reading that too. Because once God's spirit is on you, you're going to be a different, you're going to be a superhuman. Oh. Just like how they say, see, see, they said the mark of the beast. They keep saying how the mark of the beast is something that is, uh, uh, is fake, is fictitious. They didn't realize that it was actually going to change your DNA. They're putting something in you to actually change your DNA. Satan is creating a race, Lucifer race, and God is about to, <laughs> God is going to change your DNA, creating a race. That's why it says that they will, and I shall be their father, and they will be my, my children. If we are his children, then we have power. Psalms uh, uh, 82 and 6. And ye are gods. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? And ye are gods. Did I hammer that home? I think I hammered that how I wanted to hammer it. And I shall cleanse them and they shall not turn away from me until this day. And their souls will cleave to me and to my commandments and they, will, and, and they will fulfill my commandments. Why does it always come back to his laws, commandments, and statutes? Because his laws, commandments, and statutes are holiness, are righteousness, are truth. And if you truly follow those laws, commandments, and statutes, if you put them on your hearts and in your minds, and that's how you live your life, then you are righteous. That's what's moral. That's what's right. But look how, let, let's continue, 35. And they will be called children of the living God. And every angel and every spirit will know, yeah, that they will know that they are my children and that, they, that I am their father in uprightness and in righteousness. Listen to this. And that I love them. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. 
they will be called children of the living God. No one is called that today. People might call themselves that as like a nickname. I'm sure you've even heard pastors even say, we the children of God and things like that. I'm saying like, you know, arbitrarily, right? But no one has been called that by the world and the world means it like they meant it because something is, <laughs> the, I'm talking about of the living God. Like we, we see God, so he's living and then those are his people. And now you know those are his people. And you know because uh, some bestowed on them because they got some, it's something on them. And now you know you're, oh my God. So they're going to be called children of the living God. The whole world is going to call them this. They're going to know. It's going to be without, it's going to be without question. It's like when you see X-Men and they know that they got the X gene and they say, oh, he's a mutant. He's different than that. Right? They could be the same color, but they know he's not some, he's, he's different. He's a mutant. Something different from him. There's going to be something different about you and the whole world going to know it. And they're going to call you <laughs> children of the living God. They're going to know for a fact it's coming. You watch and see what I'm saying. You watch and see what I'm saying. Just as it says in the wisdom of Solomon, they will be astonished. The world is going to be in utter disbelief. Those who may have mistreated you, those who overlooked you, those, these are the little, 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 those who counted your life as nothing, as worthless, as dishonorable. Mm -mm -mm. And they're going to now look at you and say, <laughs> I can't believe these are the sons and daughters of the living God, God of our salvation. And it is coming sooner. And you would believe. You can receive this, receive it in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.
guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please go subscribe at my exclusive channel at ministries.leodunson.com. If you would like to donate, please go to leodunson.com slash donate. You can also cash at me at money sign, I believe it is, Leo Dunson. Hey, I thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, and share. And may the glory of God and his blessings be upon you. Shalom.